<coughs> Hello, welcome back to And Other Ramblings Podcast. I'm your host, Zoe, or Zoro, whichever you prefer. Um, and today's topic was a suggestion by, guess who? Woody. It's Woody. He's here again. He won't leave. <laughs> I try to get him to leave, and he just doesn't. He just stays and insists on being on the podcast. Woody, what is the topic for today? Um, that is a lie. And um, so I'm... Uh, do you want me to hold the mic? Is that what you're passing me? Yes, okay. that's... Okay, um, I'm so professional. So I'm doing a, it's a blog, but it's 3,000 words and it's for uni. So it's basically an essay on um, gender, primary gender socialization. So like by that, I mean like the way that you're taught gender roles at home as a child or wherever you grew up as a child, um, like outside of, but also including school um, and so one of my aims with that is to talk to people who would identify as anything other than cisgender. So gender queer, basically. Yeah, gender queer is the best way of putting it. Um, because obviously I'm, well, not obviously, I am a cisgender man. Um, and therefore, if I'm talking about gender queer issues being like, hey, here's just what I think, then obviously that's not very, um, sorry, that's not very... Um, appropriate i would say and it's not going to be very reflective yeah accurate and valid data um so this is coinciding with the literature review basically so what would you say the topic so the topic is kind of just i don't know where should we start where should we start um well i'm just gonna ask you questions and just let you spiral into a story beautiful i can do that so Okay, a bit of history. Also, if at any point you're uncomfortable, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. I will just, do, will do. I would do. like to just get that informality in the recording. In I the probably podcast. won't be, but I never get uncomfortable. I mean, th- this podcast is an example of me never getting uncomfortable. Yeah. You don't for anything. No. Um, so, uh, what, what was the first realisation you had that you were like, that your pronouns weren't she, her? I, it definitely wasn't until university. Mm. It wasn't until I was in a space with other gender queer people and I was like, oh, this is a thing that I could be. Mm. It's like it's like I had always known that I, like, I had always felt different, mm. but I didn't have a word for it. And then suddenly, because I was friends with a bunch of gender queer people who are, like, using they, them, and, like, other pronouns, I was like, oh, there's a word for how I feel. Yeah. And so I was just kind of like, oh, put it to words. And so I was just kind of, like, able to... It was, like, it was just because I wasn't taught anything in high school or around... Mm. Like, there were a couple people who, like, who, like... There were a couple transgender people, but they they just went from, like, just, like, cisgender to transgender. They didn't... Mm. There was no non-binary people in my school. Um, Scoop, do you have something to say? No. She (laughs) wants to say that she enjoyed her dinner. She's licking her lips. (laughs) Um, But... Yeah, the, like, I was never just, I just wasn't, I like, the whole concept of she, they mm. being, like, an actual thing. Like, my mom goes by she, they pronouns now. Yeah. Like, it's, like, actually a thing. And when I was younger, it just wasn't. Mm. So that's why. I think that's an interesting perspective to have a parent who also um, has progressive gender views. Yeah. Like, other my parents don't, but, but because I'm cisgender, it wouldn't be, like, it would come up, but it would more be like, 
you know, it's not about me directly. So did you have those kind of conversations with your mom growing up? Not not growing up, not until I was older, not until I was like 17. Okay. That's the first time we even talked about gender. I think when J- the stuff about J.K. Rowling came up. Right, okay. Like we were talking, we were just sat on our back porch and we were talking about like J.K. Rowling and then we were talking about like transgender things. And that's when my mom was like, I think I would have been like, oh my God, yeah, yeah, I would have been like my mom told me, she's like, oh, I think I would have been like gender fluid when I was in high school. And I was like, but not anymore. And she's like, yeah, no, not anymore. And I'm like, okay, then, then you're, you're not. not you're not <laughs> gender not fluid. That's, you're not just gender fluid for a period of time. And we have this whole argument about it. She's like, well, why couldn't I be gender fluid for a period of time and then just settle into a certain gender? And I'm like, mm. that's not. I was like, I don't want to tell maybe a gender fluid person how to be gender fluid, but also like, I don't know, because then I'm like, then we're creating yeah. a binary for gender fluid, and then it's all issues, 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 issues. So I was just like, you know what? A letter be whatever her she feels like. I was like, you know what? You do whatever you feel right. I was like, because I was like, I don't know how to explain something that I'm not, like, I'm not gender fluid, so I can't explain yeah. how to be gender fluid to someone. Yeah. <laughs> I have no right. I don't know. Um. Well, interestingly enough, you brought up J.K. Rowling. I have a whole section on, like, turfs. Yeah. Which, um, apparent- I was, I was talking to my brother the other day, and I was like, oh, yeah, this person that is, like, such a massive turf, and he was like, what does that mean? Who doesn't know what turf means? I, I feel like know. everybody knows what yeah, turf means. Yeah, but we're chronically online. We are chronically online. And so have you ever been in a a women's space, as in, like, you're just in the room with female friends? Yeah. You can tell I've got my sociology brain on because I'm using all the buzzwords. Um, where, well, have you met any turfs or have you found other women who are progressive towards women's rights but not people who were assigned female birth like they would only consider women to be cisgender this is a very convoluted question i understand there's I there's no one that i know or have met that like there's no one who that i know that i've met and known that they held beliefs like that but there might be people like there's like a couple people that i'm like that are very very feminist Mm. And, like, feel very strongly about feminist issues and push that a lot. But uh, but I think they still think that transgender women are women mm. because they are. Yeah. Um, I've, I haven't really encountered... I haven't really encountered any TERFs, mm. if I'm being honest. Because I just... The people that I hang around with are just generally not that. Mm. And, like, if I do encounter someone who holds like beliefs that don't match up i immediately am like okay well i'm not associating with you yeah because it's like you hold beliefs that like go against my friend's human rights yeah Yeah, and (laughs) And, and my own human rights like i'm like uh obviously i'm not going to be friends with you it's ridiculous but i don't know no, I, have, I feel like I feel like turfs are dying. It's a dying breed. It's I a ve- I feel like it's a ve- hope so. I feel like it's a very millennial thing. Yeah, it's like thirty plus. I think. Yeah. I think, I mean, going to university in Manchester is like it's the one of the most progressive university re- like regions to go to university in. Um, I mean, it's obviously got its flaws, but I do think it's pretty progressive as a city. It's very. It I mean, the whole like, culture of Manchester is very gay. Well, we've got we've got gay village. Yeah. It like what city what cities have gay village? It's great. Gay it's, village is great. Gay village is great. But, like 
Ugh, I don't know. Any other questions? Uh, oh, my God. I have so many questions. Just keep them coming. Okay, so the primary focus of my essay will be on the UK, but you provide an interesting approach to, mm-hmm. like, other Western cultures. So um, how do you think the genderqueer experience differs between being in the UK now to being in the US? I think, I mean, considering I've gone from really small town that's very conservative to Mm. Manchester, which is not conservative, not as conservative at all as my hometown. And it's very safe space for like genderqueer people. Um, Especially at the universities. Especially at the universities. Um, Like, it's it's the reason the reason that I figured out I was genderqueer is or like found the words for it is because I came to Manchester mm. I because I was in my tiny hometown where like everybody was like there was like ba- like barely any gay people like even just being gay like just gay like was already like people were like ooh and like yeah. you get nervous and like oh, oh this person's gay and like treat them differently because of that and like going from that culture to a culture where it's like it's like normal to go by they them pronouns like so normal mm. it's i don't know it's just very it's very different very mm. different especially like just like i think american culture is also just like very ignorant Mm. And very unwilling to change. I don't know that UK culture is any different. I think the UK culture, oh, like broadly, mm. like over the whole UK, it's probably similar. Like it's very like like it's people are unwilling to change. Yeah, I think I think the UK is it's getting there, but it's going to take time, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like we're getting there with gay rights. Um, like not that. <laughs> not this mean you still don't have like as I was saying like people shouting at me in the street or whatever I'm like bro yeah um, but like you know and I mean it's this current government is so incredibly backwards that it's almost hard to gauge a general perception of this country as a whole um, but I mean this couldn't you know the general population voted them in so mm-hmm. um so my my main topic, right, is socialization, right? So mm-hmm. I just mean like as a kid what what how was gender like normative like heteronormativity pushed within like growing up like within like the games you'd play and the toys you would play and the things you'd be allowed to do compared to because you've brothers I had yeah, I have an interesting I have a different perspective because I have because I grew up with brothers and did, no did sisters. Did you find yourself being treated differently for because of your gender? Yeah, I think well I was it's different because because I had brothers, I didn't like get the traditional like playing with dolls, like mm. Barbie things. Like I had a neighbor like that that I was like friends with when I was really young and I would go over and we'd play dolls and I'd be like how 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 yeah I literally she'd have she'd be like you just do it I don't know and like I would sit there and I'd be like I don't know how to play dolls with you I'm sorry (laughs) and we just because she'd be like okay you be the dad and I was like okay what do I do though (laughs) 
<laughs> and it just I just wouldn't know because yeah. I had never done it because like I was used to playing like knights where we'd like where we'd build castles and then we'd shoot like little cannonballs at each other yeah. and like that was like my childhood so like it was weird when I'd go out mm. into like that's that's inter- sorry to interrupt but that's no. interesting though that you're the eldest sibling mm-hmm. but it was the younger brothers that were informing your activities not the other way around it's because we're so close in age and i think like like i like there was a bit where but that implies to me that when you were younger and they weren't old enough to make decisions about what kind of games to play you were already interested mm-hmm. in like i'm doing air quotes masculine like, yeah. play like mm-hmm. games that games and toys that you would see marketed towards boys yeah like it was like there was a point where i got a doll mm. and i remember getting like an american girl doll and I remember getting it. Like, I was never, like, and, like, I had dolls because my mom had dolls because my mom had a sister. And so she had mm. old dolls. And, like, she'd, like, bring them out for me to, like, play with. And I just wouldn't know what to do with them. Yeah. I would basically just, like, like brush their hair and then just put them, mm. like, down. Because <laughs> I'd be, like, I put don't. Put them down, Jesus. Not, not, like, I'd just set them down and yeah. then just be done with them because I wouldn't know what to do with them. This is, sorry, this is a sidetrack. I'm not going to use this bit in the essay. I always wanted as a kid one of those that's like a mannequin head and it's got like a wig, like long yeah. hair. Yeah. To do hair. Yeah. I wanted one of those I would, too. My hair would be so much better if I had one of them mm. as a kid. Yeah. Those things, oh, that would have been so fun. But no, yeah. I just, I, it's not even that I was drawn to like, because we had, when I was really little, when I was really little, we had this like cooking thing, like this little kitchen. Oh, like a little kitchen A set. little kitchenette. And I would like pretend to like serve food and stuff. And, like, I guess that's, like, a more feminine, like, stereotypical mm. kind of thing to do. But, like, even that, like, I, I was just, like, every time I was faced with, like, doing classic feminine activities as a child, I was like, I, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, no. Like, my mom would, like, dress me up, like, oh, my God. When I, my mom would try to get me to wear dresses as a child, yeah. oh, my God wow wow was that a hassle because i'd be like no i don't want to wear it i was like i hate dresses i hate the way they make me feel i don't like it i was like i just want to wear something else and she'd be like no you have to wear this dress and i'd be like and then we just argue yeah and i'd end up wearing the dress because obviously she was my mother and i was like seven yeah i was gonna say how old would you be be? yeah i was like a child so Mm. like she was the one who was dressing me basically but like my, even my mom would say, my mom always says like like oh yeah like Zoe was dressing herself from a really like young age. Mm. That explains why you're so cool. Mm, thank you. So I've well. had so much time to to yeah, more get my style. But like no, genuinely like I would like like just I would put together ridiculous outfits and like mm. like you can look at photos and it'd be like like they were good outfits. I was <laughs> fucking stylish. You were I was slaying the game when I was in like first grade. <laughs> I was I really was. That's a bar there. No, genuinely. I, oh, I, like, clothes were my outlet. Clothes were, mm. clothes were my dolls. I was my own doll. Ah, uh, see, see, last time I was on the podcast, when was that, like, a week ago? I don't know. Something I'm like always that. forcing myself on. Yeah. Um, you yeah, like... he's here, he's here, not because I invited him, because he wanted to be. Putting that on the record. No, I, you invited me and I wanted it to be. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Um, that's how that's how hanging out works. One of you is like, "Want to do this thing?" and I'm like, "Yes, yes. or no." Um, but you were saying like, "Oh, I wouldn't really have much to talk to about fashion," but you do, you do. 
I just didn't think, I just, well, I, I, I don't have any hot takes. Yeah. I don't have any hot yeah, takes. Yeah, I did come at you with like, got any hot takes? I don't know, we were in a weird mood. We were in a funny mood. Anyways, um, continue, continue. But I think, I think our dynamic is quite interesting because I'm almost the more feminine one a lot of the time. Yeah, but I enjoy that because it gives me the opportunity to be very masculine. It gives both of us, okay, it gives both of us the opportunity to be gay. Like, I can be more, yeah. like, more like, uh, like, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't want to use words improperly, but I, like, no, like, I love okay. dressing like a lesbian sometimes like i love can being I also masculine say, you are a gay woman you can say can what say, you want about okay, gay true. women fair fair <laughs> i fair i like i love i have this one jumper that's it's like a hoodie it's a, it's a hoodie jumper it's currently woody's laughing because you can see it on my clothes rack right now it's a hooded jumper and it like for people in america it's a sweat it's like a hoodie and it's got the arms cut off and i have never felt more sexy in my life when i'm wearing that gray fucking hoodie with the arms cut off like i feel so like it's very very gay i also have these gay shorts i call them my gay shorts because they're like 80s like they're like go down to your knees like 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 um like parachute shorts and they're so gay they're so gay and i love wearing clothes like that and i love like when you're able to be feminine Mm. because i find that attractive as well that's the thing is because i like my sexuality is so like fluid like uh, like uh, like i don't say that i'm pansexual but if i had to put a label on it i'm closest to pansexual that's what i would also say yeah so like i find basically anything that you do attractive Mm. like like because I'm attracted to you as a person. I'm not attracted to what you look yeah, like. Yeah, Um Well, thank you. Yeah. I am very good looking. <laughs> My mom tells me I'm very handsome. Um, <laughs> well, how many times do I come around to your house and you're like, oh, wear this? Like, how many of our conversations start like that? A lot. At least a lot half. Of them. Because I'm, I'm currently wearing an outfit you were like, oh, this would look sick on you. And it does. And I have it loads of your clothes sick. that you were like, It does look sick oh. on you. I keep giving you my favorite clothes as well. I need to stop doing that. Yeah, you can get Eventually, there's this white, there's this white hoodie I have that I've written all over and Woody really, really wants it. But I don't want to give it to him because it's like my favorite. I wear it while item. you sleep. <laughs> I get up in the middle of the night. I'm like, I need, need a drink or whatever. I like put it on. It's currently off. hanging up. I'm... It's so good. It's got so in the good. Invisible Bandit versus a cat on the back. It's so good. It's, it's just great. random shit that I just doodled all over the whole thing. It was so fantastic. Anyways, more questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we kind of got a bit sidetracked into, like, fashion and stuff. Um, I won't go on too much longer, but... Um, go on as long as you like. Okay. Um, let, me, let me just think. Think for a second. You think can, what's rev- you relevant. You can edit this out if you want. Um, okay, my final question is, what do you think, uh, uh, me, I'm not sure the grammar here, um, what do you think I could be doing as a cisgender person to ensure that I'm doing the most for my trans friends and the movement as a whole? Like, what can you do as a cisgender male person? Yeah. I mean, just, like validating the fact that trans people exist basically Mm. just using they them pronouns for people that say oh my pronouns are they them and like ask like Mm. making that a like like i don't know not a household thing but like like a thing normal like 
to ask someone's pronouns. Yeah. Like, for it to be like, oh, hi, what's your name? What are your pronouns? Yeah. And to just kind of, like, keep incorporating that into conversation because that's really what's going to make it normalized. Yeah. And, like, because people can't deny it then. If, so- if, if it becomes so normalized to ask someone's pronouns, then it doesn't matter if you believe... If you're one of those people who's like, no, pronouns, I like, I'm I my, don't have pronouns. My pronouns are a fucking. More slash mal. Yeah, like, when, fuck off. Like those, those people can. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Fuck off. It, like, uh, it, like, you can't deny it anymore once it becomes the norm. Yeah. I mean, you can continue to deny it, but then you're just fucking stupid, so. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you ignore positive change, you're stupid. I'm sorry. Uh, positive change is a good thing. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay, end of episode? Uh, yeah, I would also like to say, while I'm on record, um, I will be do- having this conversation with other people, but not on a podcast, obviously. Um, and before I submit the essay, I will send it to you and all the other people. Nice, nice, nice. To make sure it's all... All good. All, all good. good. I'm sure it will be. I'm excited to I'll see it. I'll let you it. do your outro now. Um, thank you for listening. Um, I hope you stick around to the next episode and listen, listen in for the next one. Um, thank you for listening. Bye. Love you. Mwah.